Welcome to 44 and 1 with Jeeva's Lawn Tempest. Like and subscribe, and here we go. What is the adult version of finding out that Santa Claus doesn't exist? Oh. It's a good one, eh? It is a good one. For some so people, many. I'm sure it would be God. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent question. I mean, I'm, as, as a teenager, I think it's realizing that your parents had sex more often than just you and your siblings. <laughs> For some adults, I imagine it would be religious. I, my one was uh, finding out that the people in government, one, serve themselves before the people, two, don't act in your best interests, and three, haven't got a Scooby-Doo what they're doing. They're just incompetent. You know what, that's fair, because you expect leaders to actually be competent and be able to do the things that they say they're going to do, or at least have the educational backing behind it. Yeah, yeah. We've got an ex-MP here, Rory Stewart, and he's the exact kind of person you want to be prime minister. He's clever, he's eloquent, um, he's got a good balance of living in reality and wanting to strive for the best for people. And he has a podcast now with with this other guy who used to be in politics. And uh, and he said that when he got into government, he said, you'll be shocked at the level of incompetence going on. He's like, these people in charge, they're making decisions on the fly. They don't research anything. They do whatever thinks will get them votes with their constituency. And, and they see what like the payout is. I mean, it's not surprising. It should be surprising, but it's kind yeah. of not surprising. When I worked at, I worked at a financial services company Mm. and every three years or so they would trade or they would swap out the entire leadership team. Mm. So the way that they decided on who they brought into their home office was who was successful in their financial Mm. service, which doesn't, there's not a ton of transferable skills there because they were working Mm. independently and now they're leading teams and they're leading teams that they have no business leading. Mm. We would have someone leading the training team who had never who couldn't tell a learning objective from, that's not going to make any sense to most people, but yeah. they just had no business leading those teams. And then every mm. three years, they would swap them over to somewhere else. But every yeah. time they they changed departments, they would try to make their mark. They would try to do things so people mm. would be, you know, remembering or have their, their legacy. And they always mm. ended up just fucking it up. So every yeah, three yeah. years, you would spend the first six months fixing other people's problems mm. or mistakes and then creating a whole bunch of new mistakes. Yeah, basically. I think, it's a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my first realised that our leaders are self-serving bastards was uh, when we invaded Iraq in Gulf War Two, And I signed up to the Army Reserves. And I wanted to go out there. I tried to uh, volunteer for Optelic 6, but I couldn't. Uh, they couldn't put me through my basic training before then. Uh, what so, is Optelic 6? Oh, yeah, so it was the sixth, basically the sixth, iteration of operation telic and it was just if anybody served they'll know what i'm talking about but it's just like what we were doing in iraq at that time was called operation telic and then six was just a sixth version um so and then it's about like they're going to build up the logistics they're going to plan what they want to do in the next phase and then they need to bring more of the reservists in so they can carry it out sort of thing so i wanted to do that but um but then when we find out a couple of years later that they lied about the weapons of mass destruction, the whole basis of us going there, and the government could just say what they want. They could just say it, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of them realize, like, for most places, there's a limit to how often or how many times they can serve. So there's kind of like, I'm just going to do what I need to do to get by, because what what's the worst that'll happen? I can't, they can't really fire me. 
really. <laughs> well, they're not going to put anybody in prison, so we'll just do what they need to do. That's the thing, and then well, because here we don't have term limits or anything. Um, uh, we had him for ten years, Tony Blair, and he. Um, it's just crazy the fact he could just bareface lie to people like that and just be like, "Yeah, there's weapons of mass destruction, but there's no intelligence. There was nothing. It was a barefaced lie, and they thought we'll cover it up later. We can pretend. We can fabricate something." And what Tony Blair did is war crimes. Like the whole, everything that he did was a war crime, and he should be in the Hague on a on war crimes trial. But what what consequences, if any, were there? None. He's still good. He, he got like a fucking, I can't remember what he got. He got some crazy prize for it. And then became the ambassador to the Middle East. The place he invaded. I think that's the, I, it's, we need to be, do a better job of like looking at the resumes of people who are, it's, I think, it, I feel like it's harder to get a job at Target than it is yeah. to, <laughs> to political office. Cause you really just need, yeah to have a back like you just need to be charismatic enough to mm. convince people that you know what you're doing without any actual yeah. proof that you can do it yeah like i um if i think about all the hoops i've had to jump through because of my criminal record with actual bodily harm which is on the violent crime spectrum it's really low down you've got like assault and battery and common assault then abh then gbh and it gets worse from there and and I've always had to explain it. Every time I've done a job at the NHS or anything, I've got to sit people down. Okay, look, I do have a criminal record. It's now spent, which means in a normal job, it wouldn't show up. But because it's healthcare, it'll always show up for the rest of my life. And I have to explain it. Uh, and then I think, but to be an MP, people on the sex offenders register are not barred from political office. You could be a prime minister and be a registered sex offender. I have no words for that. It's insane. <laughs> I have, you can, I mean, you could be a reality TV, sh a bankrupt reality TV show host to become the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. No. I think that is the correct answer to that question. Yeah. Also, parents having sex. <laughs> it's all part of the same spectrum, really. No one knows what they're doing. Exactly. It's all just a chit. That's the thing. Like when you're a kid, you you kind of feel when you grow up, you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna know what's going on. Because how many kids say shit like, "Oh, when I'm an adult, or I can't wait to be a grown up," and then you become a grown up and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm still just as stupid." Like there was no download of information that no. that you sorted it out. You no. just fumbled your way through to adulthood, hoping mm. upon hope that you wouldn't. Yeah. Kill yourself or somebody else in the process. <laughs> what what freaks me out is that um, so many people don't even try to get that download. They won't even try and take those steps towards becoming an adult. They just carry on being a child, and they won't like <laughs> like with those guys on Reddit, those Reddit subreddits you get banned from. Like those guys aren't even trying to be grown men. <laughs> no. Yes, I got banned from another one, and I'm actually a little upset that I got banned from this one. But also a little bit surprised. So this one, mm. if we may change topics for a moment. Yeah, totally. That's that was my segue. I oh, thought it was very clever. Well, well, it was very clever. Well played, sir. <laughs> uh, so this one, <laughs> it's just a backstory. My last Reddit account, I got banned from way too many subreddits. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just start a new account." So I deleted that account, started a new account, and I was trying to behave more on this one. <laughs> With this new account, I actually. So there was a subreddit, the one I got banned from, called Men's Rights. 
And you would think it would be about supporting and advocating for men's rights and the equality of men's rights and they're you know, trying to fight for equality in custody or whatever. No, it was just bashing women. So I've actually had good conversations on that subreddit where I, at the end of an hours long discourse, the guy I was debating with is like, listen, I disagree with you, but I respect you because <laughs> it never got personal and ever the number of times on that subreddit, I've been called a man hating cunt. Is- <laughs> absurd and i've said more nefarious shit on that subreddit and never been banned or i even had a warning this time this guy had posted about it was all about women being evil and double standards that women have and women this and women that so i posted a question saying isn't this a subreddit about men's rights shouldn't it be about supporting and advocating about men's rights about promoting and advocating mental June is mental health month and November is as men's Mm. health month. Isn't that the point of this subreddit? Because it Mm. just seems to me, all you guys do is complain about women. (laughs) And they often will complain that just being a member or registered to that subreddit will get them proactively banned on other subreddits. Like they will comment on it. Yeah. There are some subreddits that are just echo chambers to the nth degree. They'll make a, comment on a different subreddit and the comment will be deleted and they'll be banned and the reason that they're banned is because they subscribe to the men's rights subreddit i've never experienced it i've never experienced it but it does happen so they'll complain ad nauseum that Mm. it's reddit is not an open forum or discourse you can't just have a conversation in reddit so i post that question i immediately get permanently banned (laughs) and then when you're banned, you can respond to the moderators with a question or with your feedback. So I respond to say, you are literally proving my point. You are talking about how sensitive women are and how they can't take accountability and they can't stand any criticism. And the one time I ask a question in the subreddit, I'm banned. Yeah. <laughs> I was temporarily muted from contacting the moderators. So now wow. I, I can't even. And every day I see shit in that subreddit that makes me want to comment and like analyze and make a new account. <laughs> I I just I wonder what I'm just baffled that these men exist in these numbers. What's surprising is that even there was a post recently, I forget what the context of it was, but it was very easily refutable with actual evidence. Mm. And Another man in that subreddit refuted it with actual evidence to say what you're saying is false. Here is the fact. He was downvoted and downvoted and downvoted and called a simp and all the things. They just don't want to be proven wrong, Mm. even when they are wrong. Ever. And there's never any. There's never any openness to a different opinion it's this is what we are they don't see the double standards that they have like i i thought it was going to get banned a couple weeks ago (laughs) when i I was like you guys are just as as bad as the women you complain about because they will the number of times i've seen the comment every woman's a feminist until the bill comes yeah constantly so then this whole post was about this guy complaining that when he went to the doctor's office most of the doctors were women and then he was on a flight and the pilot was a woman he's like women are taking over like why aren't men standing up it's like okay so every woman's a feminist of the bill comes every woman every feminist should fight for equal rights and get these male dominant and get into male dominated industries because if they don't they're hypocrites mm. and then when they do these same men are like no 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 not those yeah so, yeah don't become a doctor don't go into mm. stem 
you need to work on an oil rig. <laughs> yeah, we want you to be a deep sea welder. Yeah, uh, the oil rig, the number of comments that men make about like, how would women survive if there were no men working on the rigs? Motherfucker, yeah. you couldn't work on an oil rig either. Like, there's Yeah, yeah, specific... I wouldn't be able to do that job. And I was exactly, in the army. <laughs> every guy thinks, every guy thinks if, if all men on oil rigs are construction disappeared yeah. they'd be able to fill their shoes no you could not yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what i find funny about them is that they like you say some of the stuff they complain about women but they do exactly the same thing so like women only respond to things like charisma and looks and you know you have to be six foot and muscly and all this stuff and yeah i'll make a video on tiktok about something like that and then i'll get called a simp and a beta and look at the way you look like, like a fucking hippie because i've got like a scraggy facial hair and i've got long hair and it's just like like the way that they base so much of their opinion about what someone is saying on someone's looks is exactly what they say that women do the whole thing is total projection it is absolute and anytime you say or provide examples of men doing the exact same thing they're like mm. oh coming at us with the no true scotsman fallacy <laughs> they just they cannot and i've seen men argue against their own opinions just so they don't agree with a woman yeah 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 but they say, like, it's it's so it's so fucked up and i have often i will whenever possible sources here's sources if I source a survey, they will pounce, pounce all over. Surveys are not good data, which if it's an anonymous survey, it actually can be because of the way that they write the questions and they do that. To yeah. If it's anonymous, what. you're not trying to impress anybody. You're going to give answers. So they will try to discount any survey except okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The okay, Cupid survey is gospel. And they also, so 80% of men, or 80% of women find 20% of men attractive, but they think that's a problem. Mm. But then if the numbers were reversed and women thought 80% of men were attractive, they would still have a problem because then they're like, well, then you need to be the mega Chad. Otherwise she's going to yeah. cheat on you because she finds every man attractive. There's no women. And then, no and women. then and in a different survey that had a really badly worded question, which made men look awful, but it's the way the question was asked. But it was basically who is most attractive to you? And it was women who are about 20 to 22. And no matter what the age of the man is, the most attractive women to them were age 20 to 22. Um, and then they, they'll just think that's fine and they'll accept the result because it's favorable to them. So yeah. what you're saying is, is that rather than like 80% of women only fancy 20% of men, but this is even worse is that a woman, any woman that you're with, you'll only fancy her for two years, and then she'll get progressively ugly as she gets older. Like that's even the worse. Wall. She'll hit the wall, which yeah, yeah. Trans is about. Yeah, so you only find a woman attractive for like like a, a maximum hotness for like two percent of her life, and mm. then it degrades every year. <laughs> and they rarely ever consider anything beyond sex. Mm, yeah, yeah. Everything, every conversation comes back to sex. Women are the gatekeepers mm. of sex. And why would you? Like, it never is about the relationship. It never is about the partnership. It's either a sexual mm. relationship or it's a competition. You need to have the power and the gut. It's always about the you competing with your partner instead of actually mm. living with and working with 
yeah. common goals. And also, I would challenge this idea that women are the gatekeepers, because the thing is, is that it's just because they know that they're so pathetic, they would never say no. But if you think women are the only gatekeepers, I dare you to say no to a woman one day. Just say no and see what happens. Because well, you're the a... gatekeeper to your own sexuality. Exactly. And when men have complained that when women have re they have rejected women, women have freaked out, they get all angry about it. So, well, yeah. we're not... <laughs> Why, why would they think that people in general would behave so differently? Mm, yeah. Women are people. You, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be rejected. Of course, you're going to be hurt if they're rejected, exactly. especially since the society has kind of set the stage where women are not the ones who approach. So if a woman does take the chance to approach, it's a bit, she's got a bit more on the line than a man does because a yeah. man may say yes, even if he's not interested in her, just because he wants to get laid. She yeah. doesn't know if there's going to be some dangerous component to what she's getting herself into. So women do have a bit more on the line. So if they're going to put themselves out there, especially when, every man in their life and every man online is saying that women are the gatekeepers of sex. Yeah. So when women open the door and a man's like, yeah. nope, keep it closed. Of course, yeah. she's going she's gonna to yeah. be upset by that. But these men fail to realize that they're the ones who choose who they're approaching. They say that women are the gatekeepers of sex, but they're not approaching every single woman in the bar to say, you, you, you. Yeah, yeah. They are also basing it on who they find attractive. So mm. that you could say the same thing for men. They have this huge double standard that women don't like short, bald men. Well, you're also not approaching the sh the Short, bold women. unattractive fat woman in the bar. Like you yeah, made yeah. it very, very clear who you find attractive. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then I, I think that a lot of this stuff is uh, individuals taking these different opinions from different types of people, mushing them all together into a ball, and then saying that all people are like that. Yes. You know, yeah, and I see that a lot too. There'll be they'll yeah. two they'll have two very different opinions. Women say this, and women say this. Which is it? It's like those are different yeah. women. Yeah, those yeah, yeah. Because I saw there was like a a clip from this woman, and then she was talking about okay, so I like to spend my money on bags, and I like if I spend my money on bags, I'm being really privileged, um, and I'm just wasting my money that could be good use for other people. If I make the bags myself, then I'm using up resources, and I'm the carbon footprint and taking people's jobs, etc. So she's going through that list. And I was thinking, well, the problem what you've got here is, is that those are different types of people saying those things. You should exactly. just be yourself and then find your people in the world and then don't change yourself to satisfy other people. Just be who you and, are. And that's the thing when you realize that other people are there are vast numbers of the way people are going to present themselves. And there are going to yeah. be people who think it's perfectly, like I know somebody who spent $3,000 in a handbag. I would never do that, but I'm not going to shit talk her because that's not my money to spend. Yeah, yeah. She wants to spend it the way she wants. If she doesn't spend that $3,000 on the handbag, it's not like she's going to spend it on the, mm. the ingredients to make sandwiches for homeless people. She's yeah. going to spend it on some other shit. So yeah. just my, make sure your house is in order and yeah, stop yeah. fucking her. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I find it's better to be try to be an example of what you want to put out in the world. And then other people that are into that will just kind of gravitate around you or people that want to be like that will gravitate around you. Just mm -hmm. be a, be the better person, I think. Exactly. You know, and it, like there's loads of stuff like, you know, philosophically or religiously or whatever that say, you shouldn't brag about being a good person. You shouldn't brag about your charitable donations and all these things. You keep it private 
just be who you are and stop judging other people just because you think you're amazing <laughs> my grandma my grandmother was that person she would be like you know Jeevizel, I'm a good person I do good things but I don't need to tell people that I do good things because God knows I did good things like the other day I gave your sister twenty dollars I didn't tell anybody about it <laughs> you're telling me now Grant <laughs> well there was that kick-ass fact that I did that said people who do charitable who volunteer and do charitable works they are I think it's either happier or healthier or less stressful but only if they're doing it for the right reasons. If you pretend, like if you're going to a soup kitchen just because you want to do the selfie about yeah, it, you're not yeah. going to get any of those benefits because it's not genuine. Exactly. Like there was that video of that woman, of that influencer who was picking up garbage on a beach. Mm. And then after the video was yes. done, they just left the bags there and walked yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. Like that's, that brings me on to the point, actually, that um, all that fake content that's out there at the moment. Or, like, I doubt everything I see now, I doubt it. <laughs> well, there's that one woman in particular who her videos don't even, it's not even like she, she, I can't even, like, she's trying to make it look real, mm. but she doesn't, she, she feels miserable. Yeah. She's so shit at it. Like, every mm. single date she goes on, she's got her mm. phone set up, mm. set up on the yeah. table in a place that the guy that she's dating is clearly going to be able to see the phone yeah she there was that one that was hilarious about this woman pulled me off the train because i'm famous and then yeah. but the video was from the other woman's perspective that's like me yeah. pulling you off of, of a train <laughs> harassing you for 300 feet and then before we part ways you say can you just send me that video real quick yeah it's yeah. it on my page yeah it's so bizarre and like, like they don't even try if you're gonna do it as a skit make it do yeah. it as a skit yeah, and then the fact that there's never any explanation to any of it, like her bio, nothing indicates why she's having so many conflicts with people on a daily basis. There was a saying I heard once on a, on a TV show. If you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there is actually some where she is being the dickhead, but everything in it is that she doesn't think she's the dickhead. Yes. <laughs> and there was a, there was a beef between her and somebody else, and like both people in both of their comments, people were asking, like, "Are you friends? You've made videos yeah. together before, but now they're pretending yeah. they don't know each other." To yeah. be, this woman followed me on a train. Who seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she had one where she she filmed two clips, and then she had them. She released them a couple of days apart, but they were in the same location on both of them. And she's like bitching about the menu. She's like, uh, "I want to see the brunch menu." And she's like, "Is the person's like, well, no, it's the lunch menu now. Brunch finished at 11. And she's like, "But I want to see the brunch menu. Give me the brunch menu." It's like we're not serving brunch, so I can't give it to you. And she makes this like two or three minute bit about it, where she's being a right cunt. <laughs> but why would you make a video where you're the asshole in it? Yeah, I think. But she does genuinely... she really think like, oh, this restaurant isn't? I'm the customer, and this restaurant isn't yeah. serving my. You just yeah, yeah. bitch like you just you can't get what you can't get. Yeah, yeah. She's oh my god, she's the most annoying person. And then there was that other one the other day that I sent you where the the woman was having an argument with her boyfriend because he was on his phone outside the car, and the Bluetooth showed that he was talking to Blonde A. I don't know. I mean, aside from the fact that Blonde Aid is a weird way to put somebody into your phone, I yeah. don't know that they're that good of actors because there was, I 
she did about three or four videos after the fact. So they get home. The friend is still taping. They get home and he's still denying it. She grabs his phone, locks herself into her room, calls the number. They have a whole conversation. I just don't know if they're that adept well, at acting. I don't know, though, because this person does a lot of content. I can't remember what their username is. Otherwise, we could get people to do a deep dive. But... Oh. Her boyfriend, it was kind of weird. You only ever see glimpses of him, and he really looks like her housemate. And um, and oh. you, you never see him properly. So, like, the friend, she keeps deliberately moving her camera away from him, so you never see him. And I think that's really fucking fishy. That's true. I think a lot of people just assume that people won't deep dive, that they'll take yeah. that one video and yeah. forget that you had that we can see everything else you've done it happens on reddit all the time there'll be people mm. who post on reddit am i the asshole and they'll mm. be like i 33 male mm. found my girlfriend 29 female and then the for top comments are like really because two days ago you were a 17 year old female and three yeah. days before that you, yeah. you were a 64 year old divorcee like, which one is it people can mm. see the shit you post Exactly. I think people forget that because you assume people are just swiping mm. and they're not going to, oh, what else has this person done? And yeah, yeah. see that all of your content is exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. And I just kind of, and the guy's voice sounded a bit weird in the, the guy who was on the phone. Like, I can't mm. put my finger on it, but it didn't sound right. And it, I don't know. It sounded like a put on voice. Like, I could be wrong about all this, and I hope I am. Uh, agree. We could be. <laughs> Yeah. I, I thought Blonde 8 was a little fishy. Yeah. Yeah. As the phone. But afterwards, I was like, this is this is commitment to this <laughs> to this bit. But like, but also who does that in the sense that unless you're trying to harvest content, why would you film it in one minute increments and mm. then upload bits of it, which you could rehearse and get ready for and deliver it? And then you do like four videos each a day apart and you're clearly harvesting content that's very true also i think in the last video and i didn't go any further but in the last mm. video blonde eight and the girlfriend set up a brunch but then i don't remember seeing any follow-up of here's what happened at brunch jesus see it just seems like no normal person like she this starts off with the worst night of my life and that's like the caption that's like the label yes. for her first video and i'm like if it was the worst night of your life, everything would be a bit more chaotic. Normally, you'd expect it to be a bit more chaotic. True. She was very calm. There were no tears. There was no screaming. Yeah. There was not. It was yeah. just like, oh, who's who's who are you talking to? My mom. Yeah. Were you? Were yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Looking and at also, it like, and maybe the guy's dumb. Say if it is real, like if the guy is dumb, why would you save it as blonde? Why wouldn't you save it as Bill Dad's mate or something? Like, why would you put but a men photo are, Not just men. People in general are stupid. When they had, this happened several years ago, but Ashley Madison had that breach. And Ashley Madison was a website, oh, yeah. like a dating site where mm. married people could go to cheat on their partners. Mm. And they had a data breach. So then everything was released online and you could go onto this website and type in the email address of anyone to see if they registered for wow. Ashley Madison. And so my husband got curious about his yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he went and he was like, there's three of them on there and they use their real email address. Oh my God. <laughs> People just don't think. Jesus, what are they like? Well, that brings me on to the agony art, actually. Um, oh. I actually, 
Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Like, we've had, like, amazing segues this uh, this time. <laughs> I have to take notes. Yeah. It's an agony ant. So it's just from a website called lady.co.uk. And Patricia Marie is the agony aunt. <clears throat> okay. Dear Patricia Marie, three months ago, I met a man on the internet, and we speak at least once a day. It sounds quite ridiculous for me to say this, but we have fallen in love, even though we are both married to other people. He has two young children, and I have three. Luckily, he lives a great distance away, otherwise I would be tempted to meet up and embark on an affair. My husband and I just don't communicate anymore, and every time I speak with this other extremely attentive man who makes me feel wanted and desirable, it reinforces how bad my marriage has become. I know what I'm doing is wrong, and I do still have some feelings for my husband, but I'm struggling to give up the excitement of the other man. Can you see a way forward for me? <clears throat> the grass is always greener, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to fall in love with somebody you talk to once a day when mm. both of you are unhappy in your marriage and you're attentive to one another because you're listening to each other's woes, you're listening to each other's problems, you're making each other feel special because you don't have to, you don't have to live through the day-to-day -day trials of like, fuck, you just stop. Can you use a goddamn coaster on the fucking table? How many yeah. times do I have to tell you to put the toilet seat down? You don't have to do that rigmarole that day-to-day. -day. Three months mm. in, you talk once a day, yes, you're going to fall in love. And it's going to make your marriage you're already unhappy in seem and feel worse because you're there with that day-to-day -day slog she needs to either decide if she wants to save her marriage and go into counseling come clean with her husband break it off with this other man hmm. tell him what's been happening get into couples counseling to see if they can figure it out or realize that if i'm this easily swayed by somebody then maybe this isn't working and i need to call it a day but she cannot continue on this in this way yeah, but what do I know? It could be true love. People have left <laughs> their partners and crossed the country and fall in love and lived happily ever after. But I don't know. I don't think that's the case here. I think uh, she was just looking for a knight in shining armor because she's unhappy with her husband. Yeah, yeah. It's a tale as old as time, isn't it? I think. <laughs> if you've got... Um, yeah, it's easy to make something look more attractive when you don't have to engage with it regularly. And... You know, you, you can just go put a spit and polish on and then, you know, make that turd look golden. <laughs> and the fact that they live so far away from each other and they can't meet adds to the excitement of it. Yeah. Adds, if they're that far apart, maybe they're in different time zones, then it makes it a bit more clandestine because they've got to mm. hide and make it. So it's exciting. It's this exciting teenager sipping, taking sips yes. of booze when their parents aren't looking. Yeah. But if this person's unhappy in her current marriage and he's unhappy in his marriage separately, mm. they got to figure it out. Because even if they get together, they're still going to be unhappy. Yeah. And I, and I think that um, obviously like every individual is different, but the reasons why men and women tend to cheat is very different. And she might not be wanting to do it for the same reasons that the guy does. Yeah. Um, and she might be severely disappointed when she if she does embark on an affair with the guy, that um, that it isn't what she thought it was going to be because the fantasy world for a woman is very different for a man uh, in general. And that's, like, when we go back to Reddit, we're talking about, like, men being, women being the gatekeepers, blah, blah, blah. Everyone yeah. thinks that what they want is what other people want as yeah. well. So he may be wanting to have an affair. Maybe he has a dead bedroom and he wants to liven mm -hmm. up a sex life. Maybe she's not feeling 
seen in her relationship because she's got three kids maybe she's mom and not wife and there's that so they're they can forget all of that stuff but they'll be coming to it from very different perspectives of what they want unless they've articulated that if they're both coming at it from the same perspective that's fine but Mm. she needs to first talk to her husband see if they can figure it out she says she still loves her husband so try to work it out dump this other guy stop talking to him come clean with your husband and then get into counseling because it's it's like I think if if women realize that a fantasy, like a fantasy world in their head, is very a is going to be very different to what the reality is going to be like. But b is also acceptable to have like as normal for a woman to have a fantasy life. Um, too. Yeah, yeah, no, but like for women, it's different. I think, and then women tend to feel guilty about their fantasy life, uh, maybe because of the way society's conditioned them. But certainly what I find anyway from my mates and people online and stuff is that women often like this woman feels guilty about having that fantasy life. But if she found like a different way of channeling it that doesn't involve another human being, then she might find a bit more happiness with it and less guilt. True. And um, then maybe this is if she's if she dissects and really gives some thought about what this other man is giving her that her husband isn't, then she can go back mm, to her husband to say, yeah. this is what I feel like I'm lacking in this relationship. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm lacking the attentiveness. I'm lacking this. So let's work together on, mm. OK, we have three kids. So we've settled into this routine. I need a weekly mm. or biweekly date night where we're no yeah. longer mom and dad. We're husband and wife. We let's do a little bit of role play. Pick me up in a bar. We'll have a steamy hotel set. Yeah whatever she could do that with her husband if she's willing and he's willing to make the effort yeah and i think that's that's going to be that main hurdle for her is how she broaches it with her husband because meg can tend to get too fixated on the wrong thing with this stuff like he'll get fixated on the the other guy and like he'll get obsessed with that so it's about how you you might want to engage with counseling first before you broach the topic so that you the counselor can help you build it up in and package it in a better way true or she can soften the blow a little bit by saying mm. this is what i feel i mean her and this other guy have never had a, they've had an emotional affair but not a physical mm. affair mm. and women tend to be more upset by emotional affairs than yeah. men do so yeah. the fact that it hasn't gotten physical will probably soften the blow for the husband but she could also say you know what i've been thinking a lot about our relationship but she can she should come clean yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't if she doesn't want to come clean she can still say this is what i need this is what i feel like i'm lacking what are you lacking how can we be better partners for one another yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and i think patricia marie seemed to have said the same thing oh. um i'll skip some of it because it's quite long but yeah uh, the online environment is a perfect breeding ground for fantasies allowing us to ascribe all the wonderful qualities we want in a partner to someone we've never met this may seem harsh to digest, but falling in love on the web is more desperation than reality. That's harsh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is real is what you have, which you should be working on keeping, not putting your energy into something that could become your downfall. Maybe your husband would start to communicate better if you focus more on your family life and stopped betraying him for an imaginary passion. You need to realize that at times every marriage has problems and working together to solve and get through such great difficulties is what bonds and enhances the relationship. Nevertheless, to reconnect with your husband, you must let go of your fantasy and fully disconnect yourself from this other man. Pull the plug on that computer right now and step back into the real world. So she was harsher with it, but... Most... She was harsher. I like yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite straight talking, isn't she? Yeah, she wasn't pulling any punches. Good for her. Good for yeah. me, Pat. 
<laughs> so yeah, everybody, that's lady.co.uk. I found that randomly. I've never been to the website before. I love it. But it certainly didn't disappoint. Didn't disappoint. <laughs> no, not at all. I wonder how often. I mean, I we've seen on even TikTok mm. some of our own mutuals who have mm. met, mm. not breaking relationships, but they've mm. met through TikTok and mm. have come across the country. I cannot. That's a leap of faith. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I guess I'm sure there was a lot of, okay, you come here for a bit and we'll visit and then I'll go there and visit. But there's still all the mm. the day-to-day minutiae isn't yeah, minutia yeah. isn't isn't there. And do you, and like, you're, do you live together straight away or what? like how what do you you know? It's weird. Oh, good point. That you know? yeah, because then you're going from kind of courting yeah. to now you're living together. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then if it doesn't work, what happens? Does that person then have they do they stay here? Do they go back to their life and their family and their friends and the other? Yeah. Like I had there were two people that I knew once upon a time and they lived eight hours apart. Same, I mean both in Ontario, same program. Eight hours in Ontario is nothing. Like Ten miles. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they they met online. He wanted to move to Toronto. So she was like, Yeah, no problem, just move in with me. And he was like, Yeah, okay three years later they were broken up and he was moving back home and that was eight hours like it wasn't an eight-hour drive not Mm. an eight-hour flight so that kept it still within the same province Mm. but if you're going from one end of the world to the other yeah yeah that like that's a leap of faith i don't know and that's pressure (laughs) as well it's like yeah how do i make this work you know absolutely and it kind of makes you feel like if if you've got an issue and you're not able to sort it out, what then? Yeah. And it's like that couple, that you showed me that pink shirt couple, that they have <laughs> 25 million followers and now they're breaking yeah. out and people are freaking out. If any any part of your life that happens online mm-hmm. is now, it's mm-hmm. not just your relationship, it's everyone's relationship. Everyone has, yeah. like there's another couple I saw that they met on TikTok and one of them lives in the United States, one of them is in the UK. And the first time they met, they recorded their meeting at the airport. And I watched it like it was fucking Notting Hill. I was crying. <laughs> so thrilled for them. Like, they, they, they did it. They're together. But now I, f- I feel vested in the relationship of two people that I've never even met. If they broke up, I would be, dev- I would be devastated. <laughs> yeah, you feel let down. Like it's all I failed. Yeah. We're like, no, let's make it work. Get on the podcast. We'll work it out together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could have an intervention. <laughs> yeah. well like i had uh, a mate once years ago and like obviously the other side of the country here is very different to canada but to us it's a long way and so we were living in portsmouth and one of our mates just disappeared for 12 months because he went to go check up with a girl up north uh up in middlesbrough and then we didn't see or hear from him for like a year and then he came back randomly and he was like oh i'm back now we broke up I'm like oh okay hi mate i'm it makes me so sad when friends are like that. I, I'm, there was a guy that used to work with my husband and then he worked with me and we became good friends. We would hang out. There was a group of us who would hang out every Thursday night after work. We would all go out. Like we became good friends. He helped us move. He was at our housewarming party. Like just, he was a friend of ours. And he even said, when I get a girlfriend, bye. And then <laughs> it happened. He got a girlfriend and then we never saw him again. Oh, I and then that. they, 
same thing they broke up and he tried to reconnect it's like but so much time has passed that we're yeah. not like it's just it's a different dynamic now we can't just fall back into the same routines and patterns exactly. that we had before because shit has changed mm-hmm. and so I, yeah every time he gets a girlfriend he was like that's it that's she's my life now and nothing else that's weird i find that really weird when people are like and it, it, it me too like i understand it like with my female friends like because sometimes they're boyfriends whatever get weird that like they're friends with me that is frustrating mm. and i feel like like but i'm frustrated on their on her behalf because i'm like well you're not friends with me now because your boyfriend's jealous like that's weird which which would piss me off like when i met my husband i had male friends and he he knew from the very beginning this is my my circle of friends is yeah. probably more men than women mm. and it was it was right up front that if you're not cool with this then mm. we're just going to call it a day because this is i'm not going to dump my friends for i'm not going to dump my friends of, of years and years and years for this guy I just exactly exactly so he knew going in that was the dynamic mm. of of being in a relationship with me and he was cool with it because there was never anything mm. sexual or romantic with any of my friends it was just mm. friends yeah that yeah. was all there to do it exactly and then but there's there's so many guys out there that can't accept that and i'm like well so now two people aren't friends because you're worried <laughs> so he had an old friend from high school and yeah. when we first when we first got married i was working a 3 to 11 shift 3 p.m to 11 p.m and he was working a regular nine to five so he had an old friend from high school a female friend and they were going to, they reconnected, they bumped into each other, they were going to reconnect, they went out for a couple drinks, and then afterwards they came back to our house, and when I got home from work, they were hanging out on the sofa, going through like old yearbooks and reminiscing. <clears throat> and I told a friend of mine at work the next day, and she lost her mind. <laughs> <laughs> lost it. And I was like, but yes, they were friends, they were friends then. Yeah. They're reconnecting now. It was never romantic then. Why would it be romantic now? They were just yeah. hanging out. If I walked into the house and it was two guys sitting there, him and another friend, I wouldn't assume yeah. that they banged. Yeah, yeah. But they're still, I mean, men and women are still equally guilty of thinking that you can't be friends with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the opposite sex. It, it's, mm. it's very strange. I, I think it's because a lot of people, like, that they're not, they're not socialized to it young enough being friends with the other sex and yeah you know they're not used to seeing people normally and i think that that's one of the reasons why men struggle to understand what women want is they don't have enough women in their lives that they're friends with absolutely you know women aren't like a fucking <laughs> like mensa test you know like we're not that complicated like, <laughs> we're not that complicated we're not that manipulative we're not as nefarious <laughs> as men give us credit for but i think you make a good point about being friends early <laughs> i my earliest friend that I remember from the time we were three years old was another girl. Mm. We lived across the street from each other. But um, my next door neighbor were two boys and they mm. were the same age as I was. I think they were a year mm. apart. So like my friend across the street was, you know, seven. I was eight. The kid next door, there was another mm. eight and a 10 year old. So we were all around the same age. So we always played together. So there was never mm. any question about it being weird to be yeah. friends with boys, to be friends with girls. And as we grew up, we maintained until they moved away, we still maintained those friendships. And it was never, mm. it was never weird. It was never 
romance. It was always like we were just brothers and sisters, yeah, like yeah. all of us, the way that we grew up together, because it never was like, oh, do you want to play doctor? Do you want to, like, yeah. there was no mystery to it. It was just, yeah. it is, it was what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think if, if people just kind of stop, like, I mean, men and women here, it's just stop being so obsessed with sex all the time and they're thinking that everybody's fucking, like, most people aren't attracted to most people most of the time. Right, like that, we go back to the okay, Cupid. guys are like, oh, 80% of women only find 20% of men attractive. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> most people are average looking, which is why we call them average looking. So someone's gotta be particularly good looking to stand out. Mm. Otherwise, people are just background noise in your life. Like, it's very rare that you see somebody that, like, yeah, yeah. takes your breath away and even then like it doesn't mean that you'll drop your pants and fucking right away like it doesn't I even mean that i had a whole debate with somebody about mm. attraction so finding someone attractive and being mm. attracted to someone are two different things yeah yeah mm -hmm. and like i can find somebody good looking but that mm. doesn't mean well, because it's objective reality like some people are objectively hot like rebecca ferguson <laughs> <laughs> there was a show called Scrubs. Mm. It was this doctor comedy. And there was one guy on the show who was like the pervy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pervy doctor, or not not so much pervy doctor, just very sexually liberated doctor. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was Colin Farrell was mm. a guest on the show. Mm. And he commented about how hot he was. And people were like, what? So, hey, listen, <laughs> hot is hot. You can appreciate hot is hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, the show was on, I think, in the late 90s early 2000s mm. and at the time that he said it it was it was people were a bit scandalized by it because yeah. it was a straight man being able to say that another straight man is hot mm. where women do it all the time yeah yeah women tell each other they're beautiful all the time you can see a beautiful mm. woman say they're beautiful but it's it's very rare that you see a guy being like there's a one hot motherfucker right see <laughs> this is something that is a like when people talk about double standards this is a real one is that Women can talk generally about women and men being attractive, but as soon as a man says it, oh, you must be gay, or you must yeah. be bisexual. I'm like, no, I'm completely heterosexual. But there are some men that I'm like, wow, you take my breath away, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it should be. There are, I, mean, I know a lot of men complain about double stand standards of women, and in some instances, it's absolutely true, because there are women who would get weird if a man... Mm commented on another man and women are less likely to date a man who's bisexual even if they're bisexual themselves because it gives them the ick so there are a ton of double standards that we need to work through mm. but the fact that men can't say another man is good looking that's weird yeah 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 that's just weird i mean anybody can look anyone can look at ryan reynolds and be mm. like that's a that's a good looking bloke exactly exactly he's objectively you don't have to man. be gay to appreciate chris hemsworth <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> and then um, th there was another one, um, Joe Court, the psychotherapist on TikTok that I follow. Mm -hmm. And so he often talks about how there is a very small, tiny percentage of men who are completely straight. But for various reasons, these particular straight men can have sex with men and not be gay at all or bisexual. They're 100% heterosexual. And people's minds are blown by this. They won't accept it. Then people are throwing labels like they must be pansexual or bisexual or secretly gay or closeted and all this stuff. And then people just can't get their heads around it. But then he does a video about how there is some heterosexual women who will embark on a long-term relationship with a woman. They'll live together, they'll be sexual together, etc. But if it wasn't for that woman, in her life, this woman would be straight and have sex with men and be with men. 
I think there's an example of that. Tignataro is a lesbian mm. comedian. She's a yeah. fantastic comedian. Mm. And when she met her wife, her mm. wife is straight. And yeah. only with Tig, if memory serves, I have to may have to look it up. But mm. she is in a relationship with Tignataro. They're married, and up until up until they met, she was a straight woman. And if mm. they that if that relationship was to dissolve, she would likely go back to being a straight woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, but people accepted it in the comments they're like oh that's fine that's acceptable it's like double standard much <laughs> it's huge it's a huge double standard and it's got it that's what i think when we take a look at, at striving for equality and striving mm -hmm. for that level playing field those are the, the small issues that a lot of people miss out on yeah. they forget that those things exist because there are still or we don't realize how much of a double standard it is or that there is even one because we're just blind to it. Like there's a lot of women who are, you know, who will say that they are feminists and they mm. fighting against the patriarchy, but they still want their dads to pay for their weddings and want them down the aisle, even yeah, though yeah. it's a patriarchal tradition, but it's still, you forget that part of it as just a tradition. Like I got into a whole fucking debate on Reddit. I'm surprised I didn't get banned from that subreddit about this guy who was complaining about marriage and it's people are too flippant about it. It's not about love anymore, blah, blah, blah. So, but it never, it didn't start mm. being about love. It was about political, bring families together politically yeah. or like we got to bring mm. our lands together. Mm. You probably met the person you were going to marry the day that you were going to marry them because your mm. fathers had brokered this deal because yeah. they had whatever. Mm. It only pretty recently in the, mm. in this lifespan, lifespan of marriage has become about love. Yeah, yeah. But up until then, it was just about politics and money and family. But no, this guy was like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. That's quite funny. It's, it's kind of interesting to see a man arguing that, no, it has to be about love. <laughs> You're The stereotype's <laughs> the other way, isn't it? <laughs> well, because a lot of them are complaining that, that, that women are less likely to marry now. A lot of these men really want to go back to the 1950s where women were forced mm. to marry men they didn't love or forced to marry because yes. they had to survive. Like They really, really struggle and fight against just being a good partner and being yeah. likable. And there's a lot of, we're providers and protectors. Mm. Well, you don't need, women don't need bodyguards all the time and yeah. they can provide for themselves. So what else do you, these, a lot of the same men who are very, very quick to ask a woman what she brings to the table. The only thing that they can bring to the table is providing. It's like, well, I'm six foot. I, you should want me. <laughs> that the number of what's wrong with my friend? He is six foot. He yeah. works out. He's good looking. He has a good job. He has his own apartment, but he's socially awkward, and women don't like him. I said, well, maybe yeah. because he's socially awkward. <laughs> yeah. Because you told us absolutely nothing about this guy's personality. Is he yeah, funny? Yeah. Smart? Is he sweet? Is he kind? Nothing. It was just he checks. He checks all the physical boxes. Why aren't women just dropping their drawers at him? Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't process it. Like even yeah. men and women in the comments were like, "What is his personality like?" Yeah, you yeah. say he's socially awkward. What does that look like? He's like, "No, he's a total-looking guy." Yeah, yeah. It's it's not about that, is it? And it's... even when they in themselves, they're asking the question. They're telling it's not about that, and they still don't yeah. believe it's not about that. <laughs> I heard this um, guy, Chris Williamson, he, he could be a bit hit and miss, but there's just one way he was exactly right. That he says, like, most men don't realize that if they like the bar is so low for men at the moment that you do small amounts of improvement and you'll easily be in the top 10 percent of men. 
like he said, if you just go to the gym three times a week and do these basic exercises that anyone can do, then you're already in the top 1% of physical activity for men. And there's another subreddit where men kind of ask, like, what could I do to improve? Or, or like, mm-hmm. why am I not, you know, look at me. Why am I not getting women? Yeah. And this one guy, like, he had the worst haircut ever. Patchy, scruffy beard. His mm-hmm. shirt was like, Kind of stretched out collar wearing a marble yeah. shirt he's like how come i'm not getting girls and and the man in the comments were like fuck him dude yeah you kidding? sort yourself get out get a haircut mm. get some face wash or yeah, shave yeah. your beard yeah. get a properly fitted shirt go to the gym three times like just the bare the basics of mm. just functioning as a human being it's not even about yeah. being marketable to women just being a functional human being nah yeah yeah, because you've got to be approachable in the first place. And that is like a basic level like we're talking about. Like it's not about being super attractive or loads of money and getting a nice suit. No, just make sure your clothes fit you and everything is washed. Make sure. I mean, like my hair's super messy, but do your fucking hair, man. Put some deodorant on. Have a shave. It's like guys who think that being able to cook is a big is a big win. It's like that's a yeah. basic life skill. Yeah, yeah. They need to teach critical thinking at school, right? Because a lot of the stuff that men are being having thrown at them, that like, you know, don't do this, don't do that, it puts women off and all these things. There's like, there's somebody has created like a, a note list on their phone of all the mm. things that men aren't allowed to do. He's got like 600 things on there, like stuff like don't nap, don't learn how to cook, don't fish and all these other things. It's like super crazy. But it's all stuff that one woman yeah. on a TikTok said, that just one muppet who you wouldn't date in the first place is something ridiculous. It doesn't mean that any other women think that. Exactly. There was one about uh, men using umbrellas is weird. So then uh, yeah. there's a bunch of guys are going to stop using umbrellas because one woman who probably yeah. doesn't even live in the same country as you doesn't like men wearing umbrellas. Just, yeah. I think so many people spend a lot of energy trying to be making those lists and then trying to be that person instead of just being who you are and then you'll find a person yeah that matches it may take some time but like even you had the example of the cannibal <laughs> who met who met somebody who wanted to be cannibalized there really yeah. is someone for everyone oh yeah the Metzgermeister. yeah in germany and then he <laughs> went on craigslist or something and said like yes. look i want to eat somebody and then the guy went i want to be eaten <laughs> and they cut his penis <laughs> off and flambeed it if they can find each other yeah then you can find the, I think a lot of men just put too much stock in, or they put too much of their own value or worth of how they define themselves on their marketability to women. When that's only a really small part of who you are as a person. And if the rest of you is a garbage person, then it doesn't matter how marketable you are. Or if all you're doing is you're doing it to be marketable to women. It's like a lot of those red pill guys, the red pill kind of started off as that movement of do it for yourself, improve yourself, be better for yourself, get into the gym, work on you, and then you can look for relationships. But a lot of those guys then got so full of themselves being yeah. like, I'm doing all this work on me. Nobody is worth <laughs> yeah. I can't just give it away. No one is worth this because of all the effort that I've put into it. And then it goes full circle that they are now the gatekeepers of their sexuality. Exactly. Yeah. Fate to black. <laughs> Fuck face. Fuck face. <laughs>